0: right everybody well welcome back to another episode of the blazer victory podcast john duncan here and of course i'm joined as always with my co-host jimmy marion and darian smith and guys uab was able to get it done again as uab defeats tulsa 70 to 63 and we'll get into that in just a minute but before we do this game recap episode and all game recap episodes of the blazer victory podcast are brought to you by kahaba brewing company And guys, I was able to get down there Sunday uh, to finally try that Cahaba uh, Blood Orange Blonde, and it is really good. So if you're listening or watching us on YouTube, definitely go down to uh, Cahaba and try that Blood Orange Blonde or any of their uh, solid beer options at Cahaba and let them know that you heard about them on the Blazer Victory podcast. Um, and also, as a reminder, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hit that like button right now, and make sure you are subscribed to where you do not miss any future episodes of the Blazer Victory Podcast here on YouTube. But guys, Ski UAB gets it done, seventy to sixty-three. Darian, what are your initial reactions from this ball game Sunday?
1: uh Man, it was it was uh, a. <laughs> I don't know what that is. So I saw a comment from uh, I think that was Blade Blade on on Twitter. He thought she was talking about the box by you know uh, what was that Roddy Rich. It's, it's, yeah. it's such an old song. And I and I can get that.
0: When I when he first said that, I'm so old school. Like I was thinking that he was talking about "Man in the Box" from Allison Chains. and I was like, "That is <laughs> that's not it." See, I'm
1: out of I'm out of my depth with that. What's that? You're gonna have to teach
0: me. Oh, you don't know about Allison Chains? I, I don't. Oh, man. Well, I'll, I'll hit you up with some uh, songs after the pod. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. But uh, you're not going to give us a, a little preview right now, John?
0: Yeah. Go ahead. and Sing it a little bit, man. Let's let's see what you got. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've been told, I've been told uh, I'm not allowed to sing on this pod anymore. But if we do hit 200 subscribers, we will be seeing, singing Ski Yeet by hey Sexy Red. <laughs> hey, John, you was the one that said that
1: so john will be thinking
2: yeah please don't I please don't sign me up with this i,
0: I want to hear hr jimmy it. Yeah. yeah
2: we're gonna need a lot more subscribers than 200 for me to participate <laughs> but yeah so anyways i
1: thought it was a i thought it was a good gritty road win everybody this is the american conference and every game here in this conference is hard fought whether it's utsa Tulsa so if you can get especially on a road if you can get one of those road conference wins you did good and um we did a good enough job to get a, a nice sizable lead and we just kind of kept them at bay yes yes everybody want to see their team step on somebody's throat and put them away for good so you don't have to worry and have anxiety but if you're a blazer fan um you ought to be used to it by now like you you we we've been through we've been in these situations all year um for the most part we've won more than we lost in those situations that's all you can ask for and um i'm pretty sure they were showing a graphic up on on tv five points of le- up five points or less when i was watching the game i can't remember it was kind of like 12 and three at the time um something like that it was something insane maybe 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 i'm overdoing it but anyway we're used to it. we're the cardiac blazers that's that's what we do and um, but this time we actually won by seven. That is a <laughs> relief for us. It wasn't a one point game time situation going to overtime, um none of that so i'm just i'm just I'm just happy about the grit um and as as a team play, we had some guys that were off our big stepped up um Gaines came off the bench again. He was most of our guard points, um, so and we play a good gritty defense. So that's that's what we we just need to continue to grow. And I'm pretty sure we'll get into yaks. I posed a lot of questions on Twitter about yaks to guys, but um, we didn't wait, wait towards the end to get into that question.
2: Yeah, John, I had some of the same thoughts as Darian. Uh, specifically, getting a road win in conference play is going to be challenging. We know that, and. It actually has expanded beyond just road conference games for UAB this season uh, to what Darian was alluding to, just how close some of these contests have been for UAB. Uh, I will say, though, that yes, as UAB fans, we should be used to these close contests, but I'm still not used to it. I was still sitting here watching the game, heart was pounding, sweating, thinking, oh, no, oh, yes, oh, no, oh, no, oh, yes um so it was certainly the the roller coaster ride that we are continuing to see for uab but thankfully uab was able to come out on top um you know one thing that uh you know is clear for me and i've referenced this recently is that doesn't mean my confidence in uab is not high so i do have a lot of confidence in uab and the way that uab is playing right now whether it's the back-to-back wins at Bartow arena against ranked opponents or the way that UAB has looked in those road contests versus North Texas in which they were able to win that game, or even at SMU, who's a good basketball team, and UAB led that game uh, by 10, as we know, late in that contest. One thing that I think is interesting as I was looking at some of the different statistics is, would you guys care to guess where UAB's conference strength of schedule ranks amongst the American athletic teams?
0: It's got to be towards the top, like top four.
2: First. Darren hit it. UAB yeah. to this point has had the toughest schedule in the American athletic play, according to Ken Pom. And I, that makes a lot of sense. Sometimes that's why I like to bring up statistics because you're thinking, well, what do the stats say? And then does that make sense? And it does. When you think about UAB having played a Memphis already, having played at Charlotte, having played at FAU, playing FAU at home. North Texas on the road, um, SMU on the road. There's a lot of contests in which UAB has been a part of, and to start off the American Athletic play eight and three, despite having the most difficult American Athletic conference schedule, is quite impressive.
0: Definitely, well said. And I mean, any any conference. You know, we 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 remember the C CUSA days. You know, anytime any conference it's hard to win on the road, but especially, you know, those stats that you just said, back it up, that even in this AAC, it's even harder. You know, when you look at a team that Tulsa, I forgot that Eric Conkle had went over there um, from Louisiana tech um, where he built that great uh, program, a basketball program, these last, what, six years or whatever. Um, you know, he's trying to do that at Tulsa and they will get it. They will get it um, figured out eventually. Um, you know, Caleb Williams, I mean that, that Tulsa team, had some really talented players um, which provided a really good test for this UAB team and it it was on the road. Um, But, you know, when when you're, when you're playing on the road, you, you know, it's, it's tough to win ball games when you shoot 37% from the field. Um, But UAB was still able to find a way um, late, you know, whether that's uh, Yaks getting offensive rebounds, Um, getting to the free throw line yet late Um, UAB was able to, like Darian said earlier, grind out a win on the road. So of course we'll take it eight and three big ball game this Sunday um, as North Texas will come into Bartow. Uh, We need another big crowd there. Um, But, but yeah, let's, let's um, give, give some uh, player individual effort. Um, Of course, Yaks gets AAC player of the week again for the second time. Eleventh double double of the year, seventeen points, eleven boards, and I mean three blocks. One day he's gonna get a triple double. Um, but I mean, Yaks, is is there anything that we haven't said that we can say about this man? I mean, he is playing lights out, and that's what UAB this team needs, is especially when shots aren't falling. You know, we need to see him aggressive in the lane, getting offensive rebounds, getting this team. Um, you know extra, extra opportunities to get some of those shots to fall. Um, I, I thought Will Shaver had another good game again. I mean, you know, he had to come in for a few minutes. He had did he? he had four points, didn't he? I know he had a couple baskets um, and a couple free throw attempts. Um, so this was a really solid uh, win for UAB. And I know on paper Tulsa doesn't look good, but this, I mean, like Darian said earlier, I don't care. If it's UTSA, Wichita State, uh, FAU Memphis, you better bring it each time you play in this conference because they're gonna give you a good game. And you they gave UAB a hell of a game, but credit to the staff to this team for finding a way to get the dub on or, on the road and improve to eight and three in conference play. And Darian, I don't know. Was it was anything did I miss anything on Yaks? I mean we we've <laughs>
1: we did yeah, I was it yeah, I was going to talk about a couple of things like, you know, uh, before I, I all the way get to uh, Yaks, um, I want to just give a shout out to Eric because, you know, on the, on the night where AJ Vasquez couldn't get it going, where uh, Butter only had, you know, he had nine points. He was only three for 10. Um, did he make any threes? He was one from seven from deep, right? Um, on a night where Daniel Ortiz could not get it going on the offensive end, you know, he, he didn't have any points. Like we weren't getting anything from our guards. Um, we got seven from Tony, Tony, but you know, we, Tony, Tony Tony's usually out there for his athleticism and his defense. And once he gives you something positive on offense, you take it and run with it. Right. Eric has 17 and seven, um, with three or five from three and Those threes. He stepped into them confident. Right, it it just felt like they were going to go in because of the way he shot them. It was good looks, and and we we needed all of that from our guards. Our guards particularly just couldn't get it going, and they didn't have bad games. The shots just wasn't going in, and it's like that sometimes. Um, but his was, and we needed all of that. Um, shout out to number four. I think his name was Dottery um from Tosso on um, freshman. I got, <laughs> that kid was giving us fits, man. I really like his game. I wonder if Tosso is going to be able to keep him going forward. He puts his head down and he, he just dropped Just drop. I'm like, "Oh my god, can we just stop? You know what he's going to do. You know what he's going to do. This dude is not trying to shoot the ball. He was putting his head down, but he was a crafty finisher. He could draw contact. He would Euro step and we was having trouble. And I think we kind of figured it out as we went. So shout out, shout out to us like learning how to uh, just basically defend towards the end. Just basically the guy was like crafty. He could draw fouls on you. And Yaks just kind of kind of figured it out, was able to block his shot a couple times. Um thinking about conference play real quick. And I'm just thinking about at SMU and at, at Char- Charlotte, 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 at Charlotte. <laughs> And how we could have had those dumps. We could have had those. So it's not only that. It's not the only game we were really out of in conference was at FAU. <clears throat> we just had a horrible game. But we could have. We was, we was leading both of those games, like, going down the stretch. We kind of let go of the ropes as we was on the road. So I'm proud of the guys for having this record in conference. But – we could have had that 10 and 1 record is right there and i'm i'm actually proud of that though just to, just to know that hey this it was right in our grasp and, and that's and that's okay that happens um now as far as Yaks. oh yeah we didn't even say nothing about jd jd actually got uh the, the you know uab basketball player of the week he had a double double 14 and 11 even though he had his foul trouble He was, when he was in the game, he was way too much for them to handle on the block. And I love when J.D. is super aggressive down there because not too many people can handle him down there. And he has a physical, he has a physical presence, you know. Um, J.D. had a really good game for us. We needed all 14 and he had some timely clutch buckets when we needed them. Like when we need organizational offense, we go to J.D. But the question I was posing on Twitter about Yaks is I can't. I can't just think of three players in the American when they was talking about it. I'm like, I can't consistently, week by week this year, that's been better than Yaks. If you take away those few games, where I just remember, like like yesterday, because Jimmy was the main one that was kind of seeing the potential in him. He was like, man, he kept talking about his confidence. Like, if he get his confidence going, I'm telling you, this guy, if you get his, he's almost there, and we would just talk about his rebounding at first, right? And then next thing you know, the confidence started coming, and it's exactly, you know, what Jimmy was alluding to. And now, he gets better each week, and he's he's won Player of the Week twice in the American. And if you go back and look at look at his last five, just go look at his last five games. You know, it's always it's not about just points. He scores. He's the best rebounder. He's probably going to be the, the most blocked shots. Oh, yeah, he might throw in five assists. Oh, he might hit two or three threes. Oh, he sinks his free throws at above 80% clip. And you started thinking, like, that's the most well-rounded player in the American. I can't think of I've – I've seen David Jones from Memphis. David Jones is a good scorer. That's where you end the sentence. Now, I really love Janelle Davis,
0: you know. so I was, ar- was going to say that's the only one that you can make an argument for, I think.
1: I, I I like Janelle's game, I really do, cause he's tough. He can hit threes. So if if someone wants to make that argument, you know I'm cool with that. But I can come back to you and say he doesn't have the Yaks is guarding one through five, and he's averaging the most block shots, right? Like, and he's probably the leader scorer, and he is the leading sco- leading rebounder. It's it's kind of like, come on. So when I think about it, I, I, I actually want to know his NBA evaluation, because what can he not do? And if you're looking for somebody raw with potential. He's right there. So um, I was just thinking about that and I was just I was just wondering, pondering what y'all thought about it.
0: Yeah, and, and you think about it too, Darian. I mean, this is a guy that you know. Give him a full off season. It will the rest of the season, and then give him off season. He's going to come back hopefully stronger, even you know next season. So like, this is a guy that well, we see how scary he is for opposing teams. But this guy could be even more scary. Um, is is it more scary or scarier? Scarier for opposing teams, yeah. So um yeah, I, I love it. And I mean it goes back, you know, what we said a couple episodes ago. Um AK postgame was talking with Steve Mitchell and, you know, he had told Steve um at a at a practice that this guy could be the most um most athletic uh, guy to ever play at UAB. And he's so raw. He was raw then, you know? So it's uh yeah, definitely good uh, big things to look forward to um even more for Yaks going forward.
2: Ken Palm has the American Athletic Conference all-conference team as John L. Davis, one, FAU. David Jones, Memphis, at number two. Jason Edwards, who UAB will see on Sunday, at number three. Zurich Phelps, who UAB has seen uh, from SMU, uh, at number four. And then Vlad Trashbag-Golden at number five from FAU. I'm
0: glad not to see <laughs> Quinterly. I, I was worried that he was going to list Quinterly in there, but good thing. So, that.
1: so, oh, so the guy from SMU and um,
2: and David Jones. As the Fords. Yeah, I'm not sure if this is uh updated or if this was going into American Athletic Play. So sort I of have to that, understand that. That, that, but... has to, that has to be going mm, into it. that has yeah. to.
1: There's no way you win player of the week twice in the American and you're not on that list. I don't even know what those other guys been doing. Like, I don't I don't know, man. I gotta I gotta look at that. Uh, I gotta
2: look at that. There's no there's no possible way. Well I thought what was great about Yaks. Um, and the last matchup against Tulsa was at one point I would looked up and he was three for 12 and I was like, man, he's, I mean, he's taking good looks, uh, but they're not falling. He's impacting the game in other ways as he typically does. And so he was still having a good game, but down the stretch, you know, he was able to connect, I think when I was his last three shots, um, to finish whatever it was, I think he finished, um, six of 15 I had to go back and look at the official box score, but, uh, it was the final one minute and 51 seconds of the game uh, that Yax was credited with a block shot. So on the defensive end, he was making plays. He scored a bucket, and he had those two clutch free throws that UAB needed uh, to kind of pull away a little bit. And so what I love about Yax is, again, he's uh, – we've talked about over and over again, even today, just the evolution and, and the uh, – you know, how well – um, he has grown uh, in his game at UAB this season, and he's also producing down the stretch. Um, so you guys talked about some other guys. I just had a few notes about. Um, has there been anything official about why Eric Gaines came off the bench? Have we heard anything or seen anything on social? No? I have not uh, heard yet. Yeah. Well, the funny thing was on post game, AK was kind of joking around about uh, how – you know, like if it was Gene Bartow, like he'd probably just keep doing the same thing because it's working. Like Eric Gaines came off the bench on the road against North Texas. We won. Uh, he came off the bench, uh, obviously, against Tulsa and we won. And then he's uh, doing a good job from three point range. Darian mentioned three of five against Tulsa, and that was certainly needed in this ballgame. And that's two straight contests for Eric with uh, at least two triples, and he has increased that three-point shooting percentage by four percentage points over the last couple of weeks. And so we know that uh, Eric Gaines is better than a 20% free-throw shooter. Um, He's not potentially a 40% free-throw shooter. He has not been his career, but it's going to even out some. That's going to be huge for UAB down the stretch if Eric Gaines is hitting uh, especially efficiently, but two-plus triples a game uh tony tony you mentioned earlier darren i thought that he was awesome especially in that first half he responded he had five straight points i think uab was down three and uh tony tony hit a three then had a steal a finish and transition which helped uab take the um you know two-point lead he drew a charge you know he was just doing tony tony things if you will blue collar you know just doing that uh you mentioned ortiz earlier darren so about how he couldn't hit a shot in this particular game He's actually what I would envision without looking at all the game logs for his career. This has to be his coldest shooting streak of his career. He's fighting through some serious adversity right now shooting the basketball. And we know that he's much better than this. But if you look at the last, is it four contests? At least three contests. He was one of four against SMU, 0 for 5 against FAU, and 0 for 6 against Tulsa. That's one of 15 in his last three games. So he probably has never been that cold in his entire basketball life. Um, and UAB's got some big games down the stretch, and my confidence is still super high that Ortiz is going to be able to, you know, knock down some uh, key jumpers for UAB. Um, And then one more note, we already talked about Shaver. I thought Shaver did a good job drawing two fouls against that freshman big for Tulsa, who was giving us a little bit of trouble on the boards, uh, Reed. So uh, I thought he did a good job there, and he looks – he continues to look better and better. And I think his confidence in himself and the confidence of just the – you know, normal UAB fan is is uh, at a higher level when they see Shaver come in the game, and that's much needed when you think about JV and Davis, who would be departing as a senior from UAB uh, and needing Shaver to continue to, de- to develop for UAB. But last note real quick from an individual perspective, and we can talk about uh, other team stats later, but uh, as Darian stated, great overall game for J.D. Uh, he hit his first two jumpers. He looked really good early. And we know when J.D. is heavily involved in the UAB offense, when he can get shots up it's good for UAB, generally speaking. 11 shot attempts was the most that he has had individually since Montevallo, where he had 13 shot attempts. And surprisingly, I would not have guessed this if you asked me after the first game, but that was only Javian and Davis' third double-double of the season. He had a double-double against Bradley. He had a double-double against UNC Asheville. And then he had a double-double against Tulsa. And partially, some of that's going to be because of foul trouble. Right, he's had that in in contests, and also it's because, in my opinion, Yaks is just gobbling up rebound after rebound after rebound down low, you know, which contributed to that as well. But kudos for JD for having a really stellar game against Tulsa as well.
0: Definitely, and guys, looking at the box score, did you realize that UAB shot twenty five three pointers? I mean, I, I knew, yeah, I knew that. Watching it, I was like, eh, this is probably more than they need to be, but twenty five. And and looking at the official UAB release uh, from UABSports.com, it's saying that this is tied for their second most in a game this year. And it doesn't list the other game. Um, Jimmy, would you know what that was? A what would that other game be?
2: I wouldn't know off the top of my head. But what I will say is that that's not been the recipe for UAB to Mm -hmm. win games Mm -hmm. to attempt more threes than the opponent. We just don't do it often. And when you look at that, when UAB. Uh, takes more threes than the opponent on the season. Uh, They're three and three, so 500 basketball. When they take less than, which is just by the nature of how UAB typically plays, UAB is 12 and five on the year. So for us to go in there and shoot threes, and hey, it makes sense because we don't shoot threes necessarily efficiently. So why continue to throw them up? Uh, But UAB was able – they had a few different stats in this game that I found interesting. They lost the rebounding battle. They lost points in the paint. Um, so there was a few important categories that UAB typically thrives in and that is a part of that recipe for success, but there were other elements specifically with Tulsa. I thought Kobe Williams, I haven't looked all of his game laws. We know how good he was at law tech. He wasn't super involved offensively. He didn't make an, a huge impact on the game from my, um, you know, eyes. And then also, uh, S or excuse me, Tulsa was ice cold from three. So whatever they were, I think they were three of 15, uh, if if memory serves me right. So they only hit three threes. And in conference play, I think they were hitting close to double digit threes on average. So that was really an off night for them. And UAB didn't turn the basketball over. They turned over once in the first half, which had to be like a season low. And those six second half turnovers, um, you know, two or three of them were probably in the last three minutes. UAB, despite playing more of an up-tempo game against an up-tempo team, really did a good job. And that starts with Eric Gaines, by the way. But UAB overall did a good job of taking control or controlling, um, taking care is where I'm looking for the basketball on this one.
0: Yeah, I I looked it up. UAB attempted 26 three-pointers at FAU, which was a loss, and also attempted 25 against McNeese. So – that definitely holds up, Jimmy.
1: But but I would say it's like this is where I wish we kind of had some um, access to like some advanced metrics. You know, maybe Charles Vaughn, maybe that's something that writes their blog. Maybe he can look into this. Um, it's the type of threes, right? So in UAB football, if if – If, Zeno, if we just playing crossers and we throw underneath and check downs all day, teams are going to scoot up like they're going to play up and say, hey, beat us. Y'all can't beat us over the top. And I do believe that that's what was happening here at Tulsa. why won't you pack the paint against a team that does not like to shoot threes and then have guys that have, you know, in the 20 percent or low 30 percent shooters on the team? Right shoot the threes. Like, that's what you're going to say. So, at some point, you're going to have to make the threes. And I have no problem with our team. I think we have enough shot makers that they can make open shots. I don't like the whole step back. Let's not do too much of that stuff. The whole, oh, let's dance around, come around, I'm coming off a screen. Or you can tell when guys are pressing. A couple of times, I saw Ortiz. You can tell when he presses a little bit. Look at his shots versus – versus Memphis, did y'all see that clip when Penny was like, same play, same play? Oh, did he just, because it was a nice open shot off of a, a screen, a pin down screen, he was coming around, it was open, it was in rhythm, perfect, it got him going. That's that's what's up, like, that's cool. Versus coming off a screen, kind of nothing there, oh, well, let me step back side, step back three. L- listen, the, the percentage of that, it's so low. I would rather if it's end of if it's the end of the clock situation, just go in there and try to get fouled, or you know maybe give it to like Butter and see if he can get to his spots. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I I I feel like the FAU game. I bet you if we go back and look at those games against McNeese, a lot of those shots were kind of like please go in. Like I just I got to make something happen. Hero ball type of three. So. I'm proud of the guys. I'm proud of uh, Will Shaver. If I didn't think he would be at this point that he is right now in the season. Um, he, Bro, he looks to so be honest, much better.
0: When we saw him at the beginning of the year, you know those conversations that we had off off <laughs> like, like, Whoa, like, this is not the but, guy we signed up for. Right. And I knew but, he was hurt, but yeah. Yeah,
1: he hasn't really been healthy since high school. So we got to remember that. Like, he hasn't been healthy since high school. Now he's finally starting to look like a basketball player. Like, forget everything else. He's looking like a basketball player. So now he's getting a little bit of pop back. Imagine if he's, he has an offseason, he's able to lose 15 pounds. If I was Will Shaver, I would hit the weight room hard. I'm talking about hard. I would try to get down to, like, 255 and be all muscle. Look like Trey Jemison. because if he if he can get – some athleticism while maintaining his strength. And then I also would get in the gym. And we saw in his highlights that he does have a feathery touch. I remember in the, in the beginning of the year when he did get in the game, he was shooting free throws and those things were bricks, right? Like, boom. Now I saw him getting up to the line. And he was cashing them. I'm like, this dude is different. Like, you said something about, like, feeling good in his minutes. I found myself saying, Hey, put put Will in. Why hasn't Will played in a while? I'm yeah. like, oh, what? Like, what are so? I feel really comfortable, especially against Reed. Uh, he was putting that body on him, and Reed mm-hmm. couldn't really do nothing with him. And I, I'm just really proud. I'm just really proud. I almost feel like how I felt with my team, which we, my team, my 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 six of uh, my eight U team girls. You know, we only lost. Two games this year, we we won, we won, uh, yeah. we won, we won Blazer style the last game of the year, right? Like by one point, it was all dramatic, right? Um, I felt like the growth. I, that's what I really enjoyed watching those girls, and I just I really, really love seeing them grow and how they want to play basketball again. I achieved what I wanted to achieve. I look at this team, Eric has grown so much. Uh, Butter has turned into this. Kobe like clutch gene guy, and just seeing but Yax is like the definition of it. But just seeing Will Christian Cole guy, like I know Coach Coach AK. Now that I think about it, this has to be like one of the best jobs he's he's done. I'm I'm, I'm really thinking about the the teams, but I'm talking about as far as individuals player players. So many of them growing. I can't think of a year, cause we if we think about last year, we had what we had, right? It was jelly tray, and then it wasn't really too much growth in between. This year though, we're, we've seen them. It's like oh, just right before our eyes, like look at our babies. They're they're oh they're crawling, they're walking now, they're saying da da ba ba. Like look they 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 have really gone. Even JD. The JD has grown a lot. Last year he could barely hit free throws, right? I feel really comfortable at the end of the games. I'm like passing to JD so he can shoot the free throws like, I don't <laughs> like we're missing too many one-on-ones. He he'll make his one-on-ones, right? It's just crazy to see. I'm I'm just I I'm sorry I kind of went off into a, a little rant there, but it, I just wanted to emphasize the point that the coaching staff has really uh personified the essence of coaching which is developing players and watching them grow. That's the most, that's the most satisfying feeling you can have as a coach.
2: Hey, one more note on Shaver. I don't know if you guys realized it, but I was watching him defensively and AK talks about that voice that Trey Jemison used to have. That's what I talk. I know we don't have time. I just want to talk about Trey Jemison for like an hour and like what he's doing for the Grizzlies. But um, I saw Shaver. You could see it through the screen. Like I couldn't hear obviously what he was saying, but you could see him shouting from that five position you know, directing and like that's something that is going to be huge for him too. So not only is he individually contributing, but he's filling that void, that voice that UAB is accustomed to having from that five man. That's what you need. A.K. says, say something, see something and to have the guy that's the biggest man on the floor to be able to direct people is going to help UAB continue to see improvements on the defensive side of the ball.
0: Definitely. I'm glad you brought that up, Jimmy. Um, Now, we we talk about the growth in this team and in the staff, you know, on, on helping with the growth of this team. Fans, UAV fans, come out to Bartow Sunday afternoon. We need another big crowd. We need a six thousand plus Let's do it rocking Bartow Arena at two o'clock this Sunday. So hey, church is gonna be over by then. Come on down, get gra- grab you lunch, grab some lunch after church, and then come on down to Barto Arena. You know we repeat we that
1: time. Up, what what time it is again, John? Two o'clock. Two o'clock. Yeah. So you still, you still got time afterwards. Yeah, hey. to do, to do whatever you want to do. You we gonna feel good after this win? After turn it up, you are gonna turn up for the Lord earlier after church. <laughs> before, yes. You know, before the game, and then you are gonna come to the game. You can come, come from church straight to the to the arena, right? Hey, like, you, right. How you want to bring do the
2: it. whole congregation with you? Get the church fan and just <laughs> drive straight to
1: Bartow Arena. Yeah, like tell tell the pastor before you go up, like make the announcement, like we packing out Bartow because we, we're supporting the city.
2: Right? Yes. We're gonna
1: support the city for a change. So let's make it out to the game. I plan to be there, you know, with my with my crew. We're gonna have a lot of fun. I'm gonna try to see if I can get, get a seat, sit by y'all boys, man. My crew, we we, we be turned up like we turned up like ransom, you know? <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna try to see if I can get over there by John and Jimmy at I'm going
2: to I'm try to convince John after this season to move his seats in our section. And, like, let's just make Section 119 the Blazer victory. Let's just sell out that section. And let's get do be, there and yo, get loud. Be,
1: Hey, That's a good idea. We need to go ahead. That's that's a great idea.
2: I've been in those seats for, like, Jackson 20 years. So I'm not moving. But let's get everybody else over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hey,
1: cool. Section
2: 119,
1: Blazer fans. If y'all are kind of like me. Yeah, if y'all kind of like me and I've been – I've always had respons- – like I've had these – everybody has responsibility, but I've always had to work and do all these things. I got all these children, y'all. So, uh, but if I get some season tickets, Section 119, Blazer Victory Podcast listeners, Section 119 is where it's at. That's where, that's where we're going to try to grow this thing from. Shout we're going to, shout out to we're gonna try to be like Ransom.
2: Shout-out to Blazer Boosters, Jay Anderson, my guy. <laughs> Shout out to Brad Hardikoff. Give him a call. Hey, I used to work three years as an intern in that department. I could tell you about some season tickets. I could tell you there's uh, two season tickets behind two rows behind me that's available. So if you're looking for season tickets, call no, I'm just kidding. But for real though, (laughs) let's let's make let's make Bartow Arena a true home court advantage and let's get this done.
1: Please, No Trump with it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's make Bartow (laughs) Arena great again. That's right.
0: Hey, and if you're a student listen to it, listening to us right now or watching us, let us know. You know, hey, we uh, we got some Blazer victory flags that we can give you all to, uh, you know, show off. that be what's up. Get, get it jumping again like it was for the FAU game. Um, so, I mean, we, we could, I know we're running long. We're 35 minutes in. We could preview the North Texas game, but it's the same old North Texas. You know what they're going to do. They're going to be hard tough. And play slow. Yeah, but they're going to be tough on defense. You know, you got to be you got to get to that free throw line against them. And we saw that a tale of two halves last game in Denton. UAB struggled to get to the free throw line in the first half, but what did they do in the second half and in overtime? Got to the free throw line and hit the free throws.
2: And something to watch with them, they've been beat up, so I don't know what the status yep. is. They just played um, SMU on the road in a really tough. Uh, Lost a close
0: game, yeah.
2: Yeah, close game, tough matchups. They did really well there. Uh, I'm trying to quickly get to the box score to see. They've got two guys who were out recently. I see Scott Sissoko, um, Reuben Allen. For him. Isn't Reuben Allen the guy? or Robert Allen? I think he was their guy that's, that was out for a while. I had to go back and, and look. But if they're fully healthy, it's going to be a different team uh, coming into Bartow Arena. So we, we need that home court advantage uh, in UAB's yes. favor for sure.
0: Look, and I know people have said this before, but UAB made the jump to the AAC. We see how good this league is and how tough it is to win any ball game. Mm. If we can get 6,500, even 7,000, hey, get your butt to Bartow Sunday. This team is good. We've talked about them all year, you know, from the from the lows of losing to Jones, in Jonesboro to Arkansas State, losing to Southern Miss, and now you you've knocked off two ranked teams. Since then, get your butt to Bartow, be loud, show some passion, show some fire, and let's help get this team to their ninth win and creep into that top four to get that first round bye in the AAC tournament.
2: And just to yeah, clarify he, for the audience, it was Reuben Jones that was out for a while. He returned against SMU. And then Nolan is the guy that we are facing off at North Texas. I think he has been out. Um, yeah, he hasn't played since the UAB game. So, like, if, they've, if they're have if they fully healthy and they have all their guys, that's going to be tough. And just on John's note, that's what the head man expects, is to have six thousand sixty five hundred people there. He said it. So we need to keep that in mind, and we need to be showing up like – you know, what AK and that staff expect of us as well.
1: Yeah. It's, I know we talk about the, the, the growth of a program, but this is, this is it. Like they've, res- they've responded by winning. They have responded by showing results and we have responded. We saw two really good games at home. We have to continue this as the norm. And this is how you do it. This is how you create it. Like, We always wonder for that that right mix. Well, we beat two top-ranked teams at home, right? And North Texas is another team that's really good, and we know that. But it shouldn't even be about the team. It should be about what the team has grown into, and we have to develop along with the team, right? We have to get back to where we are. So um, I'm proud of us. I'm proud of the students, I want to, because I was, I was very critical going back to last year. I was very critical. I always called them out and they keep showing up and they keep on being the lifeline. They are. So the students, y'all keep growing and y'all keep, because it's really, y'all will carry, carry us through, through it. Out. It's it's your program. Y'all one us in college. I'm we're We're done. Right. But you guys are in college, in those dorms, keep on showing up for this team and we're going to, latch on to y'all so proud of y'all keep growing keep on getting better we all we all get better just like the basketball team i'm working on my on my ski skills right so, so i could be loud i'm like in the mirror trying to see how i'm going dance at the game like how you know how i'm a swag surf like all right y'all let's get better we're gonna get more coordinated like even you even Thunder club at the basketball game's been all right <laughs>
0: Hey, no, I, I hate the thunder Club at the basketball game. I and mean, that's a different subject. I, I think that's a football only thing. I think we've talked about this before.
1: But. Yeah, we have.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's been okay. Like, I, hey, when when we're winning and you know maybe some drinks are flowing a little bit, like <laughs> like it's all right.
0: I'm down to do up
1: down for anything. Then it's like, oh, okay, cool. We're gonna thunder clap at the basketball game. Whatever. <laughs> it is kind of cringe, but I will.
0: Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Well, again, guys, uh, 2 o'clock Sunday, UAB North Texas Bartow Arena. Get there. Bring a couple friends. Bring your family. Um, And also, hey, North Texas plays Thursday night. They've they've got to host Memphis. So, you know, UAB gets some rest heading into that game Sunday. You can get some scouting Thursday night 7 o'clock. I think it's ESPN Plus. uh, Memphis travels down to North Texas. So you can see how North Texas fares in that bout. But, Jimmy, you want to go ahead and send us out?
2: Blazer Nation, just blaze. See you all Sunday.
0: Just blaze.